This is a Media 8 production. Here's to the crazy ones, the misfits, the rebels, the troublemakers, the round pegs and the square holes, the ones who see things differently. They're not fond of rules and they have no respect for the status quo. You can quote them, disagree with them, glorify or vilify them. About the only thing you can't do is ignore them because they change things. They push the human race forward. And while some of them may see them as the crazy ones, we see genius because the ones who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. Welcome to the Crazy Ones Podcast. Welcome, Mark Henderson, to the Crazy One Show. How are you, buddy? Very, very well. Thank you, Brett. We have the pleasure today of having Steve Baxter with us, uh, one of the sharks from Shark Tank here in Australia. And uh, we're going to have a chat to Steve about some uh, investing strategies. And also, Mark, you've got some questions about uh, talking to kids. Welcome, Steve. Uh, G'day, guys. Thanks for having me. No worries at all. So, Mark, do you want to kick us off? Certainly, Steve. One of the things I'm really interested in and we're doing um, regularly is helping kids. So looking at the education system um, and where we might miss out on picking up a potential entrepreneur because, in my opinion, the school system's flawed uh, in terms of how we produce humans, young humans. Um, so we've been out and, and talked to universities and career advisors. I've watched my own son, who's now 20, and doing uh, information security at, in Monash in Melbourne and came from a very, because I'm divorced, came from a very uh, low socio-echo background and I said, well, you know, what advice did you get in high school? Don't go to university, don't do anything, so no advice. And similarly, um, same at university, they don't kick in until third year. So Brett and I have an IT background saying, so no, 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 we've got to do this in year 10, 11 and, and be able to help people. I guided my son personally because I had a background and knew what was going on. But I'm just wondering, um, what's your top tip for a young person, like I'm talking 17, 18, who, who wants to become an entrepreneur? Um... Yeah, look, I think there's lots of challenges there, isn't there? You've identified. So my top tip for a young person wanting to become an entrepreneur is uh, like 17, 18 stuff. I'm a huge fan of people doing it young. At 17, 18, it's tough, right? I started at 23. Uh, I think the younger we can do it, the better because typically when you're younger, you have more personal uh, uh, personal and financial runway. You don't have a partner, kids and a mortgage, which makes this tough, right? Um, so, you know, I think 20, 22, 23 is probably a good time to give it a crack. You might have got some formal education under your belt. You've probably got some work experience under your belt. In other words, someone's paid you to be taught to how to do, you, do what you want to do. So work out what you want to do. Go get a, Maybe go and get a job in that space for a while to understand it better and put some cash away to start something for, for, for a good thing as well. So getting a job's not bad. You learn a lot. Um, you'll get to respect it if you if you... Take on a job with a with a future entrepreneur's hat. You might respect your boss a lot more as well. If you know, what I mean, understand the pressures they go through because they've end of the day they're, they're trying to make a buck as well. Um, in general, regardless of the technical field you set off on, you need to get some business and some bookkeeping skills under your belt. I'd really recommend that. Just light-handed business, some decent sort of aggressive bookkeeping skills. Um, so, yeah. Um, Somewhere like Udemy or those sort of things? Oh, there's plenty of places out there. I mean, there's plenty of places uh, that do that. I mean, bookkeeping would be, um, you know, you, you need to know, you have to understand what, what, uh, how invoices work and how balance sheets work and how cash flows work and profit loss and 
where revenue gets recorded and you know if you build a year's worth of revenue up front it doesn't mean you can technically spend it if you know what yeah. I mean and th- small things like that but, but very important things as well so are they the big mistakes that people make is they don't understand money and don't understand numbers well typically they, they make mistakes by running out of cash and they don't run yeah. out of cash because they don't understand all those other things that flow from it okay. and they don't understand the liabilities that sort of get engendered by it so there's that, like I said I'm not saying being an accountant not, no, not by any not. stretch of the imagination. You need you to have a personality in life. <laughs> 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 need a, uh, understanding how to do a, uh, a reconciliation, which is a lot easier nowadays yeah. than it ever used to be. So um, keep 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 a hold of your cash. Um, uh, or keep a keep a tight rein on your cash, understanding where it is. So get a job and have someone actually take you through how to actually do your do your do your technical field. It'll help you yeah, get experience. Build a network, which is very important. Build networks. So talk to people. Be nice. Talk to people. Get some business skills. Being a little bit of you know understanding how to build a business and how to start a business and, and how to actually account for a business is very important. I noticed um, on Shark Tank that's one of your big things is we need to know the numbers. It's all about the numbers, and 99% of the time they don't know their numbers or oh, they make their numbers 99. up on the fly. It's not 99, it's 92 or something. <laughs> it's a high number. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, like they make them up on the spot, and you just know <laughs> that's a blatant lie. It, I, 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 I'm not too, not, I'm not sure it'd be like being under those lights and you sort of walk in and there's these fire people staring back at you <laughs> and all the rest of it. Um, imagine it's pretty intimidating. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I can understand people just like throw smoke, you know, <laughs> to yeah. try and sort of put us <laughs> off the scent. Um, and they tend to be those. I've only watched four episodes of Shark Tank, but they tend to be for me those sorts of people as well. Um, they will stand there and try and bullshit, if they, if you will, to, to get it over that that particular hurdle. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I, mean, I suppose we see a lot. I mean, we we get to spend like uh, an average of forty-five minutes. We get somewhere between like thirty minutes an hour and forty with a pitch, and you'll see eight. Oh, to with 11. each pitch, really? Yeah, you'll you'll see eight to eleven minutes on TV. Yes, yeah, so oh, wow. we see a lot more, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I, and I've seen the full pitches. I, I, I've full admiration for Channel Ten and Endemol Show and the production company of how they make something exciting out of it. I've seen the hour and twenty-one. I'm like, oh man, that's so boring. <laughs> oh, this, <laughs> this show's gonna <laughs> flop so bad. Right? It's gonna go for six hours an episode. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, they you know up and have that, that sort of somewhat annoying music in the background yeah. and but you know I, I, I find it I find it be fun I tend to watch because I they'll send us a bit of a pre-production cut the week or so before and then uh, I'll, I'll compose some tweets as well so I'll, I'll watch it again before that and get my tweets ready so when it airs I can just push them out Oh, okay. And just like yeah. I said that I just push this bit out just push it out so I don't sit there and write tweets I write them the sort of the day before so I'll probably in the end watch it three times by the time it airs oh, as it's airing it's the third time I've watched it yeah and so about the wife does she done. watch it with you? Oh, yeah, yeah, she enjoys it. Yeah. I mean, we do, we do enjoy that formatted TV. We used to enjoy Dragon's Den and, and yeah, when it was, was on. Great. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, how does Shark Tank in Australia differ from Shark Tank in the US? Um, so, uh, it's geez, a lot more popular on TV. They have like 7 million people who tune in to watch yeah, it, right? It's yeah, amazing, no, it? yeah, it's massive. Um, I, I don't think it's that more massive. I mean, when you've got a country that's a 15 times the size, the yeah. fact that, you know, we do 600,000 here. You know, I suppose it's it, pretty yeah. on, on par. Yeah, so there's, there's something to be said about scale. Um, for the ratings, though, so I, I actually think Americans are actually born to pitch. They, yeah. they're, they're showmen, right? They really yeah. are. A lot more than we are. They're a lot more uh, out there and loud, which is I, I really respect that too. So, um, so the pitches come across as a lot more theatrical, a lot more yeah. polished, I suppose. Better um, television. Better television, yeah. But you know, Australians, are, they're, I think there's a bit more honesty in the Australian pitches. So, yeah. I noticed now they're starting to bring in uh, a lot more celebrities as well, like um, A Rod and. They're bringing in a lot of these other guys now, like Ashton Kutcher and, and those sort oh, of yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. So they're sort of guest sharks, if you like, obviously, to, uh, to help with the ratings. Branson was on there too recently. He was, yeah, yeah, yeah I saw that. I so saw he threw he a glass of water, water over hilarious. Cuban, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> so is that something that you think will happen out here? 
What, me throwing yeah. glass water on, on, on Glenn or someone? Like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. there's a big chance of that happening. <laughs> I, I don't know. No, no. I, um, CBS is, uh, Channel 10 has gone through some corporate issues this oh, year. Oh, that's right. And CBS have bought them, now, And CBS have bought them. So I think that uh, uh, they've re-engaged us currently on what looks like to be you know, a very similar basis in terms to the mm-hmm. previous three seasons. Um, CBS may have something to say about that yet. Yeah, we literally get bored in at the last moment to do the TV show. Yeah, okay. So, um, which is fine. No, that's not a complaint. That's just and a that's statement of fact. Four weeks you were saying earlier. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. So four solid weeks that you're in Sydney for the whole time. Yeah, yeah. And, and this time I'll be flying in and flying out. The last two, last three seasons because we had um, uh, a, a daughters in school next year. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to pull her out Changes of school. everything. Yeah, we're not going to pull her out of school. So I'll fly and fly out out of Sydney. Okay. Otherwise, we just move down for the month basically. Do you fly yourself down there every day? Not every day, no. Not every day, no. Or fly Shit, in, no. fly out, though? You, uh, uh, no, it'd be like, yeah, fly out Friday afternoon, come back Sunday oh, okay. afternoon, morning, yep. uh, something like Sunday afternoon, yeah. So, so how long does it take to film one of the shows? Um, well, you film pitch at a time, so we did like 80 or 90 pictures. Oh, okay, and then they so just mash it all together. They, yeah, they, they, they splice them all together. So, yeah. Oh, excellent. Okay. Mm. So, is it real? Yeah, yeah, it's real. We don't have no idea who's walking through that door until they walk through that door. Oh, really? So you yeah, don't yeah. see it beforehand? No, you don't? Oh, okay. So. I mean, so they'll take 40 minutes or, you know, between 30 and, and about an hour and 40. I think the average is probably about 55 minutes for a pitch. And they'll, they'll reduce it to between 8 and 11 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, so they throw a lot away. Yep. For the most part, I'd say that's exceptionally honest editing. It's very sequential. Um, they sometimes get the nuances wrong, but they're TV people, not investors. Yeah, exactly, you know, yeah. So... Uh, well, yeah, I, I actually think it's yeah, it's incredibly honest and, and pretty good editing personally. Okay. Yeah. So the, the people that pick the people that who are going to pitch, so the successful candidates, if you like, so they do that for um, obviously not on the business side of things, but on what they think the TV show would like. Because some of them are shocking. Seriously. You have to understand what it is at the TV show. Yeah. Um, Mall and Channel Ten are out to actually make good TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, myself as an investor, I'm out to find an investment. I can't speak on behalf of other sharks. Um, Have you found good investments on that? Oh yeah, yeah, very much. Oh, so. Yeah, yeah. And then, then, then the uh, the entrepreneurs out for maybe an investment, but probably just to get a bit of TV. But you know, they're, they're out there to get publicity, yeah. right? Yeah. So, Absolutely. So, yeah. Well, I had one more question. Um, mentoring a couple of young kids, um, and all of them, except for my son, which I'm really happy about, come to me um, and want to know about raising capital. There seems to be an obsession. Mm. At a young person's, I would have thought the other things you mentioned before, your, your networking skills, your ability to build a network, mm. your accounting, how do you know your basic business skills are much more important than raising capital. But everyone seems to come and want to be on this journey of raising capital. Yeah, it's a shame because it can actually be one of the most value-destructive things for a business you can go through, you know, especially if you don't raise it. And so you've, um, when, you're selling, when you're raising capital, people talk about, will you give me money? I don't give you money. Mm. I buy your equity. You yeah. sell your equity. Understand that commercial transaction. Mm. So um, uh, it takes a long time. Any sale, m- m- many sales, I should say, take a long time. Uh, an equity sale is one of those sales that can take a long time. It can distract you. Instead of selling your product or your service, you're selling your equity. You're distracted. Yep. You're doing something else. So it can be, it can be very, very destructive. Um, I'm seeing the kids, Steve, give up. Yeah, they become they, well really despondent. Well, they it wasn't should go and easy. sell their product instead of their equity. I mean, if you, if you sell enough of your product, you might not need someone else's capital. If you know what I mean. And, and then when you raise money, you, you don't avoid the because selling's hard. Selling's a little bit. It's awkward, right? If you're not used yeah. to it, it's an awkward thing to do. People people think by raising capital, they, they can maybe employ someone else to go and do it. But ultimately, you've still got to sell your thing to someone. So you don't avoid that step. But if you could sell enough of it, a you may not need the, the investor's capital, and b. You, you you may have if you if you still want some if you still could use some investor capital to to maybe accelerate your growth, 
You've actually proved all the sales questions. Will this sell? I think it will. Is a bad answer as opposed to, I know it does because I've sold X many. Mm. Right, that that shuts, the invest, invest, yeah, shuts the investor straight down. We go, yeah, okay, that bit works. Let's just get to the other stuff. So, so I think are you seeing yourself moving into that educational front, or is that just a default thing with your doing the Shark Tank and, and the like, and that's enough influence? Or obviously through River City Labs, you've got people in and you're showing them. Because when I'm talking to them, I, I, I think I tell them is don't do that. Don't try and raise capital. We run we, you know, one, one, one week we ran 11 events, and in the precinct here, one week there were 17 events on in the precinct, and everything from and so. We uh, do by telling we run events and people come in and tell uh, tell others how things are done, so that you know the, the the education we deliver is through is through these events that they provide network and they provide information. Um, you know that we we tend to give information to the community and inoculate the community um, against bad actors because there's a lot of really crappy people out there who are just out to rip you off. Yep. So you know we try and give people enough antibodies to understand when you, when when a spiv turns up what they should do with them. And is uh, kids encouraged to come to these things? Um, when I say kids, yeah, kids I mean the well, young, younger guys. Kids aren't discouraged, that's for sure. Yeah, um, okay. So uh, we market a lot of them. Um, and, yeah, no, I mean, they, yeah, kids, come, kids kids do come along, yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And my last question, I know you've got to go and pick up your daughter, is do you get attacked? Not attacked, that's the wrong <laughs> word. Do you get uh, people come up to you in the street now and say, oh, Steve, can I have some money or can and pitch things to you? How's yeah. It must be quite weird, that. Bit. Not as often as I thought I would. And my my, uh, my PA, she, she was funny. She goes, you know, you're lucky you come across as a bit cranky, otherwise you might get some more of that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the persona. Yeah, she no longer works for me. No. <laughs> She's on maternity leave. Love you, Ellen. She's back in. She's back in January. Um, so, uh, um, and, and weird. So, you know, I, I used to get a, a little bit of recognition, I suppose. Yeah. It, since season three, something, something's flipped this year. Maybe it's an accumulative effect of all the shows and mm-hmm. all the seasons. But really, like, I can't. I'll, you'll see me walking around the valley, and, and I don't want to be rude, but I'll, I'll stick my headphones in. Oh, really? Uh, in my phone. Because I'll usually listen to an audio book, but people think I'm on the phone. Otherwise, they will come up and try and talk to me. And I'm, I'm on the way to a meeting. I'll be yeah, late yeah. otherwise. And so to me, it's just a way to shortcut the conversation <laughs> to get to where I have to go. It's not me t- being totally rude. It's only yeah. being partially rude, no, really. That's okay. so, yeah. Oh, they're used to it anyway. Cause that's that's it. I'm a cranky bugger, apparently. <laughs> just ask from PA. Yeah, thanks, Ellen. <laughs> so what's, the, uh, what's the, the big tip you can give us from, a, uh, from an investor's point of view? What, what do we need to do? Is it all about the numbers? Uh, no, it's about people. So it's about, about people. people. So you, uh, smart investors invest in people and problems. The ideas are the ideas are pretty valueless. So um, prove that you're the if you're if you're an entrepreneur looking for investment, prove that you understand. Prove to the investor you understand a problem, a problem that's big enough that people will pay to have solved, uh, and that you have some insight to that problem. That you actually you fundamentally get it, and you may have some secret insight to that problem mm-hmm. that actually means that that, that 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 others don't understand it as well as you. So, you know, really understand the problem, get across why you and your team, typically you have a team, yep. are the ones to solve that problem. And that'll go a long way. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining us on The Crazy One, Steve. We really appreciate it. Mark, do you want to finish it off? Steve, it's been a pleasure, mate. An no, absolute you, pleasure. And it's good. Uh, I ran a large, a large-ish um, promotions company for musicians, mostly all ages, but I toured bands like Faith No More spin-offs and things. I found the bigger the person, like in terms of stardom, the more natural they were. And I'd certainly say you're that that as well, mate. You haven't come in here with any ego and acted like a wanker, so that's a good thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> you were seen me yesterday before I took my anti-wanker pills. <laughs> Take that one as a compliment. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Appreciate Thanks, it. Cheers, Cheers, guys. Bye. Thank you. <laughs> you're a dick. 
Hey guys, thanks for listening. Don't forget to hit us up on the social at BJ Macker and at the Mark of Hendon. Have a great day.